Hello, and welcome to the 218th episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that comes with a money-back guarantee. I am your host, Jared. To my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. And we are the Cue It Up podcast. Guys, today on the show, we're going to give a brief rundown of what we've been watching in the week. After that, we're going to get into a spoiler-filled review of the movie Pineapple Express. So if you've not seen that, uh, load it up on Netflix, toke up, and... Right? Yes. Um, well, you have oh, to. That's, right? the, that's a drug term, isn't it? So you guys didn't, I who, just wasn't sure that's what you were going for. Well, I've never heard you say something like toke up before. Hey, man, I'm hip. The thing is, is like for someone who's gone out of their way to make this as family-friendly as possible, <laughs> yeah. it's just a weird choice from you. Oh, I now you're going to get them guys, to make them edited. It's legal probably in the, the next couple of years. That's so true. I think... Uh, you're going to be showing up a little weird, a little, a little funny to uh, the old podcaster, dude? If they make it legal and I don't have to smoke it and I could eat it, even though I wish that they wouldn't make it legal, I would try it. You're gonna hate it. I probably will. <laughs> I, can't, I, I always, I've always hated uh, things that make me feel like I'm not me. But all right, guys, Jared, you can barely tolerate aspirin. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> all You're I'm gonna love it, Jared. I feel, I feel like I'm uh, punch drunk. Uh, uh, you'll be good. I just don't see it. I got you. Friendly to you. I'll be good. Oh yeah. Right. Right. You're gonna have a bite of brownie. I feel like he's on a like a like he'll be, he'll he'll be definitely. living fear and loathing in Las I Vegas. I heard that they could do it in like a fruit snack type thing. Dude, sure, dude. Yeah, they can do it in anything. <laughs> a cheesecake <laughs> cream filled muffin. Yeah. I don't know anything. Let's hope. Never mind. Well, I mean, I if don't they can make a muffin, opinion. what can't they do? Never mind. All right, guys. Uh, so Salad. watch Pineapple Express. Come back after you're done watching that. We'll put in a steak. Salad dressing. Oh. Well, you could put in the barbecue sauce. Are you ready to talk about what we've been watching this week? <laughs> we already are. And yeah, I guess that's Oh, wait. True. What we've been watching. You did watch it this week, but let's oh, talk yeah, about yeah. things not Pineapple Express. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I will go first this week. I've been watching two things of note. I watched, uh, what's it called? Uh, Can't help you there. Gotta remember yourself. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Let me go to the other one. Is it one HBO related while you're running through? Oh, that? thank you. It's not HBO related, which I know that's strange that that would jog my memory. But no, I watched uh, season five of Black Mirror. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's only three episodes of the season. Uh, it, I will say this. It's probably my least favorite season of Black Mirror. Yet we are, I will remind you if you don't remember this, Black Mirror is my favorite show that is currently on television. Um, it has three episodes. The first one, I really had a, a problem with the ending, which kind of hampered my enjoyment of that one. And the probably the oddest episode of the bunch, though, is the third one. Um, it has, uh, it stars ha- Hannah Montana. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's a good reenactment. It, it's like... <laughs> good, good reference. <laughs> um, it's like they took a Disney Channel movie and ran it through a Black Mirror prism. It has all the trappings, like it, all the cliches that should pile up well, do, yet it's different. The way you described it to me uh, yesterday was that it's a Disney Channel movie as if the world is not good. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like it, the, the undercurrent of the world is... Very not good and and Black Mirror esque, but yeah, yep. it's it's shown in that uh, the the viewpoint of a Disney movie and and happy go lucky. So is it good or? Yeah, it it's good. Sounds interesting. It's I mean it it's fascinating. It's one of those things. Every it, since it's an anthology show, yeah. 
not every episode is going to be one that you love. Yet, sure. even the episodes of Black Mirror that I'm kind of halfway in, Striking Vipers, which is the first episode, is one of them. You can never claim that that dude's not swinging for the fences, even when I don't like it. Um, the best one is the the second episode, which is this one where Shia LaBeouf plays a... Is that not how you pronounce what's it? His, Shia what's his name? Shia LaBeouf. Who is it now? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that, that was that's not what you said, though, but yeah. It but good, good I think it's... I think it's Shia LaBeouf or No, Boof. you had it right the first time for sure. Mm. I'm fine with it. All right, He go. plays a tech uh, billionaire guru guy. Uh, a, a man takes a hostage, and his one demand is he wants to talk to him. Huh. And... It is classic okay. Black Mirror. That is but by far my favorite episode of the season. Show is so incredible. All right, so that's what I watched, uh, Black Mirror Season 5. The only other thing I've been watching is I am halfway through Barry Season 2, which is the uh, Bill Hader uh, HBO killer well, we'll comedy wanting tonight. to be an actor. Yeah, there we go. Uh, oh, did you you been catching up on Barry? No, no, no. Bill Hader was in Pineapple Express oh, yeah, that's for a true. second. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, it, it, the season two I actually think is probably even better than one. Uh, that's a great, very very cool show. The season two thing that made me laugh was hearing like an interview because I haven't watched any Barry, mm-hmm. but hearing an interview with Bill Hader where they talked about for like season two, uh, like right at the last second, um, HBO told him, "Oh yeah, by the way, um, uh, Game of Thrones is going to be your lead in," yep. and he was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like he was like. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's like, so basically, uh, a lot we've got a lot of new viewers that are very confused because <laughs> yeah. it was like part of the way, I guess, into season two when that, they did that, yep. and their their numbers went way up, mm. but nobody had went back and watched the old episodes, oh, so like everybody right. just followed right after What's Game of Thrones. What's wrong with your Barry. common common man that does that? They just were stuff. like, hey, it's on. Aren't you glad we're I guess I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. not yes. you, Mikey. What? I thought I was. (laughs) Dang it. I will specifically call out one episode. There is an episode in season two. I think it's episode five called Ron and Lily. It is one of the most surreal, strangest, darkest, weirdest things I have ever Mm. watched. In a good way. In a good way. Uh, I noticed when I was looking through the IMDb ratings that that one had a 9.8. And I was wondering what that was. From the moment it begins, I could tell, like, this is something special. Not only that, a lot of times, even Barry really is, you know, based off of a very cliched plot line about the serial killer who wants to sort of get out of the business. And it has a melancholy, you know, comedic aspect to it. We did a movie called Gross, Gross Point Blank, which is basically the same thing. Barry is one of the, this episode I'm talking about. This episode five, there's no template for what I watched in that episode. I've I could never quite grasp where it was going, what it was, and what it was doing until it was ended, and I went, "My goodness, I, that was crazy yeah. stuff." It's one I wanted to get around to. It's so. good stuff. I would highly recommend it. All right, enough for me, Mikey. What have you been watching? You didn't watch it. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, I can't believe oh, I, I forgot about that. Fired up, dude. <laughs> I was about ready to throw them out. I, I get so used to not actually watching movies. Hold on, is what you're talking about? Was that ever on recorded? This Wait, whole talk. thing about um this movie that you're about I'm to not sure. About? So Mikey's been well. First off, he's been talking about this movie yeah, on yeah. the podcast a lot. Uh, Mikey, what's it called again? Bad times at the El Royale. That's right. 
Uh, I did watch that this week. I actually carved out some time on a uh, Saturday morning where I was able to watch it in one fell swoop. Um, I love it. It's a great film. Uh, It is a movie made for movie lovers. Yeah. I I wondered, because Mikey talked about it so highly, but yet the ratings on IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, didn't strike me as, like, masterpiece. Yeah, like, good, but not... Not great. And then when I started watching it, I went, oh, I fully understand now. This this is made for a very specific type of person in mind. I happen to be that type of person in mind. If you've ever seen Cabin in the Woods, which I think is one of the best films to be made in a very long time. It's made by the same guy, Drew Goddard. Uh, so I believe this is a second film. And I to me, they're companion pieces. They're both made with, by a person who is making a movie for movie fanatics. It's a love letter to film. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, yeah, great film, Mikey. You are right. All four of us here have now seen it and love it. Oh, it's great. a great movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. Am I up? Bad Times at the El, El Royale. And if anybody's interested, you can watch it. If, you get, if you're listening to this and pretty close to the time we uh, put this episode out, it is streaming on HBO Go currently. Yes. Mikey. And I also have it on my Voodoo. Well, that doesn't help them. What have you watched this week? But if you get Voodoo, then you can buy it. We could just announce your code on. No, no, no. We won't do that. All right. No, no, no. Uh, The only thing I watched, well, with the exception of Black Mirror, uh, was uh, uh, a documentary called Mosul. It's about. uh, Mosul, right? Mosul. I don't know what this is. Isn't that the name of the town? Yeah, in Iraq. Is that really how it's pronounced? I think so. You would know. I wouldn't. Let's I just put it that way. I don't so know. I'm, That's gonna, how I've been I'm going to assume you're right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just watched that. It's all it is. Is it's a just a documentary about uh, how the local Iraqi people took uh, you know all those areas back from ISIS. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty, pr- pretty interesting. So you don't seem to have liked it. Uh, it was all right. There was one part that I thought was awesome. Um, there's a lady that's a general, mm-hmm. and she's like the most vicious of all of them. <laughs> and uh, well, she probably have to be. And they really yeah. hate her because you know their whole thing against women, and you yep. know they're not supposed to do anything. But apparently, she like makes all of her soldiers food with the uh, <laughs> with the body parts of the ISIS people they killed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whoa. It's just a rumor. She swears it's not true, but That's the like way she says Kim it, Kim Jong Il crazy. Yeah. The yeah. way she says it, you just don't know if you believe her. <laughs> she's joking. All right. I don't have anything to say my, about that. My guess so. is that there's a bit of value in not entirely um, D- dismissing That's rumors right. oh, like that yeah. for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it reminds me of a scene in Band of Brothers, but I'm not going to get too into that. <laughs> but where right. where one of the commanders says something like that. Why do you know? I don't. I don't ever tell people those are wrong because it helps. It helps if they think I'm capable of something like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Interesting. That's it. And by the way, where did you see this? I bought it. Okay, so this is not streaming on anything. Okay. All right, Nick. What about for you, sir? Useless to me. Okay. You know, I've been off work. I got yeah. a bit of a list this week, but I, right. ca- I kept it relatively short. Start with documentary now, season three. Um, Man, that's the show. I love stuff like that, and yeah. I've just never gotten around to watching this. Uh, okay, so... What I've seen of it, I loved. I saw season one. It's also... Man. I mean, it is an anthology series, a mm-hmm. uh, comedy one, uh, where they do parody documentaries. Mockumentaries. Sure. 
Some of them are straight up parodies. Actually, the one I would highlight from season three, actually mm. two episodes they did on it, is they did a parody of Wild Wild Country. Oh, um, really? Yeah, where where a cult kind of takes over a town in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Some of the characters are even very similar, <laughs> but the leader of the cult is Owen Wilson, and it is absolutely... <laughs> Wait, is it Owen? You told me it was Luke. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm sorry. It was Owen. It is Owen. Yeah, it is okay. Owen. Oh, I might have said awesome. Luke before, but it's I would, Owen. I would, wouldn't mind seeing Luke Wilson. Um, either, yeah. And there's a, they, they, they start with the idea of Wild Wild Country, but they take it a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show, man. It's so fun. Um, there was like one episode I didn't care for. They That's also happen in every anthology. Yeah, series. they also did an episode called um, Finding Mr. Larson, which is a parody of finding mr waterson which is about the guy who did calvin and Hobbes. this is about the guy who oh, did yeah. far side but it's just like obvious that no one in the world wants him to make the documentary and gary larson he's at some point he's just obviously stalking gary larson um yeah. it's just a funny series man i i think he's great all the way around do they still do intros from helen mirren yes helen mirren into, <laughs> i'm helen mirren and you're watching documentary now season 52 <laughs> uh anyway highly recommend all the way around although bill Hader is not so much a part of it anymore i'm guessing probably because barry. of barry yeah um but i do think he's still a producer on it or something like that gotcha anyway um, then I watched, uh, some documentaries. Um, one is a part of the remastered series that Netflix is now. Okay. I did. I've watched it a bunch of these without knowing they were part of a series, but they're all have to do with music. So I talked about devil at the crossroad a while yeah. back. It's part of this remastered series too. Anyway, this one is called, um, the Miami show band massacre. Okay. Okay. So there's this band in Ireland who's like, they describe them as the Irish Beatles. Um, They got wrapped up in some IRA stuff back in the um, 70s. Okay. 76, 75. Would I actually know anything they've sung? I don't think you would. Um, But it's a very interesting story. Um, I don't want to say too much about it. Is it also really short like the other one? It's relatively short, yeah. All right. Um, What's the name of it again? It's called the Miami Show Band Massacre. All right. Um, If I tell you what makes it interesting, I think I would be doing a disservice to you, but it is really good. Um, This is streaming on Netflix. It is, yeah. The first one you said, documentary now, all seasons are streaming on Netflix too, right? that's on Netflix as well. Um, Then I watched um, something on Amazon Prime. There's a documentary called Freeload. Okay. And it follow, this guy followed these, like, um, I don't know what you call them. They call themselves travelers, but they're basically modern-day hobos. They ride around on trains. Okay. Um, they're homeless. Most of them are, well, all of the ones in the documentary, though, are very young, between, like, 18 and 30. Um. I didn't know this was a thing, which makes it really interesting to me, but apparently it's a thing. Uh, And looking inside the life of these people is fascinating, but also extremely depressing. Like, it took me a while to shake off how depressing that documentary was. Stuff like this gets to me, too. Yeah. um, You equated it. You said... The probably the most depressing documentary you've seen next to uh, Dear, Dear Zachary. Zachary. Yeah, Dear Zachary is probably more, but 
But this is a more of an ongoing kind of, you know, they're doing it to themselves kind of thing. I don't know. It's fascinating, but I will say it's a dark. Um, anyway. It kind of reminds me of when uh, a while ago I watched a documentary on HBO. It's called like Hookers at, on the Point or something oof, like that. Yeah. And oof. all it is is he interviews uh, uh, streetwalkers in Las Vegas, and he just asks them to tell their story. And the lack of hope in their lives is, yeah. to this day, haunted me. Yeah. The the uh, the frustrating thing about this one is some of these kids, they talk, and you just sit like, well, right there. Like, that's yeah. that's your line back to a life. Like, yeah, but, but they don't see it. Or they don't want to. Did they watch a movie uh, directed by Sean Penn? We and talked thought about that's this. the life for me or something like that. It's. I mean, <laughs> you're not far from the truth. What's I mean, I don't think Mike? Sean Penn had to do anything. Into the wild. Yeah, into the wild. I, I brought this up to Nick when he saw me. You're, about you're it. not far from the truth. They could have also um, been on the road. Did any character scream Hulk. society at any point in the movie? You were talking about um, character, not, by the way, meaning specific, the real people. No one did that. Anything that corny, um, okay. but they do spout some rhetoric. Yeah. The thing is, though, even in the midst of their own rhetoric, like within a sentence, they contradict themselves and realize it, and then I don't know where to go from yeah. there. What's the name of this one? It's called Freeload, and this is on Amazon. Yeah, Prime? it was on I'm Amazon. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I, it sounds like something I'd like. Anyway, I'm going to move on. I got one more thing I okay. also watched on Amazon. It's called Eighth Grade. Now this one's a movie. It's an A24. You know those? Oh. I do. They always make good stuff, man. This one is just like a window in the life of an eighth grade girl who's going into ninth grade. So she's like right there. It is one of the most real to life. Why her? Why her? Yeah. Did they just pick somebody at random? (sighs) Yeah. I mean, it's not a documentary. I'm sorry. It's a movie. Oh, okay. You you said that. I I got mixed up in my head. No, but it's almost documentary-like in subject matter, at least. Because it kind of reminded me of a boy's life. Yeah, that's great. Where it's just really nitty-gritty following somebody's life for a spell. You'd have to be an idiot not to like a boy's life. Definitely. Only a moron. Eric? More gimmick than substance. But anyway. Yeah, Richard Linklater. You know how he's gimmicky all the time. Oh, yeah. Very gimmicky, yeah. Anyway. um, One of the most gimmicky movies ever made, but anyway. As someone who works with youth-aged people this Mm -hmm. age, it was kind of eye-opening. Um, it made me feel old <laughs> because I couldn't help thinking how much different life is now. Did you ever see that kids? movie 13 a long time ago? Uh-uh. No. That was a good movie. Was it? Um, sounds a lot like yeah. what you're describing here. I'll say this, man. This girl that they got for this movie looks like your very average eighth grade girl. Blemishes and all. Yeah. She is fantastic actor, man. Because there's not a moment in that movie when I'm thinking she's acting. Are there any actors like you would know, or is it all people that you're not used to seeing, or that we're not used? to I seeing? kind of recognized her dad. You probably would know his name, but I don't. I kind of. Well, you say that, him, but I, mean, I don't I feel like I'm being singled out. I but I don't know. I didn't really recognize. <laughs> you probably would know his name. Well, you know how yeah, Eric is I, yeah. about these yeah, things. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I look it up. I can tell you. I was just curious it's if it's be one fascinating for because A twenty four is still they're independent, but they will pull big names because they have a like a reputation for quality. Not so just quality. Why. They they're one of those. They're willing to give people money for their projects as long as 
it looks good. So yeah. the thing that they'll, they'll you won't green light things yep. that other studios. All right, let's play. Do you know this guy's name? I do not. Oh, thank goodness. Josh is, Hamilton. Name's Josh Hamilton. I don't know what else I've seen him in, but I, he's the only person I recognize. Um, there's also a young boy um, in this movie that is absolutely fantastic. They have this scene where they're in like a very awkward, semi-romantic situation, and it's hard to watch. It's so awkward, but at no point is it like unbelievable. I... I was blown away by this. I wasn't expecting much. I actually put it on while I was editing some episodes for what people are listening to right now. Um, and I ended up stopping editing and just watching the movie because it was, it was really good. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. It sounds good. All right, man. Uh, Eric. Uh, only thing I watched this week uh, was stumbled onto an uh, uh, animated show I hadn't heard of before because I don't watch uh, – regular TV or, or uh, regular cable usually unless I'm seeking something out. Um, but uh, it's called Gary and his Demons. Have you heard of this? It's on Netflix, isn't it? No. It is on, it's a sci-fi original. So no, it's, then I don't know what this um, is. So it's very short. There's like There are like 11-minute episodes, but, but to be fair, they don't feel like 11-minute episodes. At, at no point do I feel like, I, like it, it ends before it needs to. Yeah, um, but uh, basically, it's it's very Rick and Morty, very Venture Brothers style humor. In fact, the art style looks extremely like Venture Brothers. Yes. Uh, if you ever uh, saw that, I'm looking it up. Um, but yeah, it's about a middle aged man who is the chosen one for uh, being a demon hunter, but uh, doesn't never wanted to be and doesn't like his life or his job. Um, and uh, the the his coworkers like it's very like a boring office related style job like when he interacts with his co-workers and things i i gotta say it's not gonna be for everybody but i am loving like every episode of it that i've watched Where i think it's like um so basically um it's on sci-fi so there's that if you have access to sci-fi you can find it via the app but uh, i saw it because i had did, did a trial to uh fubu or fubo it's called fubo uh because uh we're we're from st louis and there's some uh there are big hockey games going on in St. Louis. Yes. Uh, so I was watching the Stanley Cup Finals, but uh, it's more oriented. It's kind of like Hulu. By the it's time you listen to it, you'll know that the Blues have lost the Stanley Cup. Um, <laughs> or won. Well, yeah, we sure. don't know yet. Or won. But uh, Nick's not uh, – yeah. If Nick had to place some money down, he knows where he's putting it. Um, oh, big buttload of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but so while nice having thing. access to that app for a week trial, which will I will definitely cancel because it's a ridiculous amount. It's $55 a month for that uh, app. A cable. But it's because you get a lot of guessing. soccer and a lot of other stuff on there, too. It, it's basically like Hulu with more sports, but it's got NBC, CBS, like a bunch of stuff on there. Gotcha. Um, so like I, while having access to that, I was slipping through, saw this, and was like, well, let me check it out because the ratings were good on IMDb. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's not for everybody because the, I will say this. It is not a kid show, and they do take it further than Rick and Morty and Venture Brothers do. There mm. is some more adult stuff in there. But in terms of the writing, I think it's very well written. I think um, it's structured well. Like I, I, It legitimately makes me laugh. Like I can't recommend it enough if you like uh, Rick and Morty or uh, um, Venture Brothers. I will say one thing, and it is a problem. The episodes are out of order <laughs> on the app. And that's sci-fi's fault because I thought it was a Fubo thing and I went and tried it on the sci-fi app. It's out of order on that too. The only thing I will say with this is it's honestly that shouldn't be, if you're interested in it, stop you from watching it. 
because most of the episodes are done in a way, as long as you saw the first episode, where it doesn't really matter what order you see them in. But yeah. as a purist, that really annoys me. Yeah, it would be um, So I don't know. It's one of those things, if it comes out eventually on Blu-ray, maybe I'll pick it up or something and, and hand it out. But yeah, uh, Gary and his demons, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. All right, sounds good. That does. Uh, it looks good to me, too. Anything Rick and Morty-ish, I'm, I'm good on. All right, guys. Let's. Uh, I made about two minutes through one episode. They, they made one. Uh, it's an awful. A little show, too. Man. No, he. He. It's not. It's he. He heard show. one joke that mm-hmm. that uh, took it a little too far with the the sexuality of the joke, like yeah. one joke, and it's played off in a way where, like, even in there, they're like, "You took it too so far." What you have to realize is this is Eric's interpretation of what happened, but right. no, it it's is. Not reality. He instantly went. I'm going to hate this show. And you know how Nick is once he decides he hates something. It's game over. Jared, so. I give you a 100% Nick Boddicker guarantee yeah. stamp on this that you watch one of those episodes, you won't like that show. Here's the thing. I, doubt I fully intended on going home and uh, until it was out of order. Yep. Until Nick has told me I'm not going to like it. Yeah. So now I'm not going to watch it. Sure. All right, guys. Let's get into the movie of the week. <laughs> there you go. Let's do it. Yep. All right, the movie that Eric picked for this week is Pineapple Express. I didn't do any research on it, so how about we just get into the review of the movie? <laughs> so you think, you so think it would dawn on me before... Um, you were token up, weren't you? No. Uh-huh. Token up. Token up. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so, let's go around and give our star ratings for the movie. I like the movie. I have a couple of really big problems with it, but overall, I still enjoy this movie. I'm at four stars. Five stars. You know, I don't really think this is a five-star movie, but I'm giving it five stars anyway. I think it's great. I, I think that's it. I echo the exact same <laughs> yeah. sentiment. I want to like lower the score, but yet I love every moment of it. Five stars. All right, five stars have from everybody but me. Oh, yeah. yeah we've had several times, man. Yeah. Just so that we uh, anybody keep in score, it is currently holding a sixty-eight percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. What do they know? Well, <laughs> they don't know nothing. As Jared stated, this movie had one of the best trailers. Uh, it absolutely does. As a matter of fact, um, I watched that trailer multiple times this week because uh, I just love that trailer so much. Which trailer? The trailer for Pineapple Express is one of the most effective trailers I've ever seen. Huh. It's funny. It pulls a, a lot of the funny stuff from this movie without basically ruining right? it. I don't think I've ever seen the oh, I I didn't rewatch it for this, but I remember loving the trailer. Yeah. But it's most of the trailer is set to this one song that in and of itself I've listened to it and it's it's okay. I don't even remember the is name of the song. For some no, it's, it's Paper Planes by yes. MIA, oh, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Paper yeah, yeah. Airplanes or Paper Planes, pa- whatever it is. It's, paper yeah. Planes, I think. But the way that that Music is cut to the trailer. is It's infectious, man. It's so genius. All right. Uh, so we've already gone around and given our star ratings. So let's talk about some things that we like about the film. Uh, I want to watch this thing. Uh, <laughs> just going to watch it? Gonna... Do you want to pause and watch it? We'll come back. I don't want to pause, but I'll watch it. <laughs> uh, we're going to... Uh, Mr. iTunes may not like the sound of that song being played. Um, that's all right. As long as it's a... Uh, All right. a, a different sound file. I mean, we don't make any money on this podcast, so uh, we definitely do not. This will be an interactive viewer experience. We can pull it up and watch along. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you when to start playing it on YouTube. And I'm you fine can, with that. 
As long as there's no ads here, I don't know. While Nick's doing that, I want to say free YouTube. Another, you know, what I was thinking about a a trailer that I want to go back and rewatch. When you say one of the most effective trailers you ever uh, ever saw, the trailer for a Netflix original was it called The Discovery? Yeah. That trailer where it There's does a couple um, different trailers. Uh, only the lonely, isn't it? Is it like cuts that song through? Oh, that is one of the act. most effective trailers I've ever seen. Too bad the movie didn't right, hold so up just, as much. You know, skip through the ad and then hold on just a second. This is a riveting podcast. <laughs> um, it's fantastic, Eric. And um, I don't know what you're. All right, play now. Let's see here. Oh, it's rated R. <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, I can't hear with my headphone on. Is this the right trailer? Might be. Well, it's not paper planes. <laughs> yeah, this is right. Okay. <laughs> I do vaguely remember this. <laughs> Turn this down a little bit. Look, <laughs> butter. Like <a> butter. I should be like commenting on this for our listeners. Um, nah, you just look, just watch it. I don't know. Oh, one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that later. Nice. Love it, love it. Man, right. I love that trailer. By the way, that's the first time we've ever done that. So. <coughs> If you didn't like that, we apologize. Yeah. So if you didn't like it, you, well, if you, I mean, if you didn't do it right, you got to go back. Request a refund. Watch while we're watching. That's really the thing to do, I think. Yeah, yeah, I watch yeah. a Star Wars podcast whenever they do a trailer. They do trailer reviews, mm-hmm. and so they'll spend two hours talking about a two-minute trailer. So oh I think it's goodness. all right. That sounds horrible. Oh, I love I it. I love Star Wars, but that sounds awful. No, it's, it's amazing. No, it's not. I love it's, it. you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. True enough. No. All right, guys. Things that we like about Pineapple Express besides the trailer. Mikey, go. Oh, man. Well, let's just start with Danny McBride. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> this movie did give the world Danny McBride. Yeah. For all purposes. Am I wrong about that? Did anybody know Danny McBride before this Probably movie? not. 
Uh, I feel like I saw him because was he in was Drillbit Taylor before this? Oh here's gosh, the thing. What, I don't know. Here, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's my Maybe. point. Is this is the first movie that I remember going, oh, who's this guy? So it's like I I think I saw him in something else before this, but like. Because there was a little while there before Danny McBride really blew up. I mean, way before the Eastbound and Down days. Um, where Danny McBride seemed to be popping up in tiny little roles in mm. comedies. Where you could tell that other comedians thought Danny McBride was funny. Because like he was like getting almost like friend uh, uh, I roles. Guess he, I guess this is after... Foot Fist Way and yeah, Foot Fist well, Way Foot was like Foot a, Fist Way wasn't that big and Drillbit Taylor. If you were one of the five people in yeah, America so, who so watched so that, I actually had to look it up because I was like, I'd never even heard of that. that movie. Yeah, it was Foot, a it was a notorious bomb. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Dr- uh, Foot Fist Way that would have been one of the ones that, right. that like so. That Foot Fist Way is the movie. Star. Yes. So what I'm saying is I've like oh, that. and Hot Rod was before this, but oh, that's in right. my yeah, life, yeah. this movie brought me Danny. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. this was so. this is by far his best role. I, I mean, um, well, at, I, at least to that point. I actually wasn't the down. first time I remember watching this movie. I was not sold on it How until Danny McBride showed up. Oh in this yeah, film, and I was like, "Well, I don't know who this guy is, but he's a genius." Yes. By the way, th- this movie—it's a delicate line to play like that, where you dislike Danny McBride at first. And then he wins you back around, like the what, like you. I'm all in with Danny McBride, like towards oh, the end yeah. of this, as being like one of the main three. And he busts time. out the Lalos. Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, what do you, you just got killed by a Daewoo Lalos, Lalos. <laughs> dude, uh, dude? When he pulls out that, like when they're going through the guns with Dale, uh, even just something that's I used so to use sad. This little gun when I was surprised. Yes, I was gonna say when he goes the way he says that is so sad, but it's so uh, hilarious because he, he he says it in such a like a happy way. Uh, Anytime someone even talks about this movie, the first thing that comes to my, <laughs> the first thing that comes to my head is Danny McBride dying yes. on his bathroom floor, yeah. listening <laughs> to Bone Thugs and Harmony, and just accepting his fate. <laughs> oh it's my like goodness! Two days too, and he's still fine. Yeah. Uh, he's indestructible in this well, movie. Yeah. I won't uh, quote the exact thing, but yeah, <laughs> when they ask him when he goes, it's when he's telling him about karma and you'll come back is whatever, yeah. and then like. When Danny McBride is okay <laughs> with comeback, he's like, well, whose is it? He's like, it's mine. He's like, well, I'll drag it. Drag him there, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, he's seriously considering, like, well, I mean, you know, I'm kind of, it's not going well. Yeah. But yeah, it's so a- good. Everything about that character. Uh, is the the fight. So similar is not when he's dying on the bathroom. When I think back to this movie, the moment I remember is him dying for a moment at the table at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe we should go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude! I don't know. If it's, I yeah. that was one of the hardest. When when he died for a moment and came back, <laughs> it was one of the hardest I've ever laughed in a theater. Remind me of the scene that you're talking. The very about. last scene of the movie. When the they're, very they're, last. They're eating. Which we should oh, just talk yeah, about this, right. by the way, because I would bring it up. Sorry, Mike, I'm buttoning on your territory here. I would bring that up as one of the most genius moves in comedy history is to end a movie like this. With guys sitting around at a booth of a diner talking about what just happened. Yeah, in the movie. how awesome it was. Whoever thought of ending the movie that way, it's genius. Judd I've Abitow. never seen something like that in a movie where the characters in the movie just sit down and recap the movie the way friends would do something in real life. I don't know. And it's absolutely hilarious because yeah. they're all like half dead. It's like <laughs> Danny McBride is... 
I don't know if it's because I lost so much blood. Yeah. Seth Rogen's ear is like just half missing, and he's sitting there at the table. Yeah. This is not written by Judd Apatow. It's written by it's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. But it's produced by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Produced, yeah. Same guys that uh, Judd Apatow had a real um, good run there for Super Bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, you counting uh, Judd Apatow out, Mikey? Huh? No, I'm counting him in. All right. I, I think. I think, dude. He he. Made he's not done yet. Movies. He hasn't made anything good for a while, has uh, he? he ain't done yet. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. The one thing that I think about whenever anybody brings this movie up or if I'm sitting there going, do I want to watch this? All I have to do is just remind myself of the fight scene between uh, it's so brutal. Seth, Seth Rogen and um, Red. Red and everybody. Dude. That is it goes on and the on. best fight scene ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I when he throws him through the wall at the end and he goes, too much? Yeah. <laughs> you see this? Come on, dog. Uh, <laughs> when when they knock that door, <laughs> when they knock that door down, oh. the way his head hits the sink and knocks it down. You're going to break my cordless phone. Oh, my You're going to break my portable phone. <laughs> he fights it in the toilet. Oh, yeah. you guys broke my portable phone. That's it. Oh. He, I love, too, when he goes to make that call. He goes, I'm just going to make a call real quick. Do not listen in on this yeah. call. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it. I love it. It's so just, good. There's oh. a bunch of idiots doing stupid things, oh, and yes. it's great. And it all works out in the end. So I, I don't know how can you go wrong. The good good guys win. Yeah, darn the right. The better guys. the underdogs, definitely underdogs. Underdogs. Yeah, fair enough. So I I don't know. I mean, the, it's. You just, I don't know, these, th- these three work so well together. It, it's just amazing. Um, I can t- you can just tell by watching this, they had a great time making this movie. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know if that, uh, to me, that the translate. fun translates well, into the, Oh, yeah, into the finished screen. product. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I can go on. I can quote this movie all day long. All right. but We'll move on. Nick. Yes. Things you like about this movie. I think Mikey's really touched on a lot of it, besides what I've already said. Um, I do think you have to highlight the chemistry between the main characters of this movie. Yeah. Uh, especially Seth Rogen and um, Franco, James Franco. But also um, Danny McBride. I, I wonder if they knew how well that was going to work, if they would have put him in the movie a little bit more. Mm. Um but whatever, it's great all around. Um, there is not, for me, a joke in this movie that doesn't really land. Besides one that's on the edge for me. I'll get to that later. I think this movie has one of the best senses of humor I know. I put it right up there with Dumb and Dumber. In fact, I see a lot of similarity between this movie and Dumb and Dumber in a lot of ways. Um, they're both... Movies about two guys who are pretty stupid, mm-hmm. dealing, um, with dealing with each other being stupid and being mistaken as professional <laughs> criminals that are masterful. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. Yet I love that. when they do something out of stupidity that actually ends up working to the right. Like when they get rid of their phones. <laughs> And you're like, they're so stupid. Yeah, but and then you get the scene later where they triangulate right, their yeah, phones. Yeah. Like... You know, it's uh, like it, they just keep bumbling into having it slightly work out. Yeah. 
I got to say, I think my favorite scene of the movie, I'm just going to go with my favorite scene of the movie, is when he steals that cop car and that getaway (laughs) scene (laughs) plays off of so many great movie cliches. When he when he kicks out that window <laughs> and his foot just gets stuck in the windshield, it's beautiful because oh. you know you've seen that movie where they just like knock out the front windshield and keep driving. Yeah. <laughs> and all those scenes <laughs> with him with his foot just hanging out the front window driving is absolutely hilarious. And then when when he slams on the brakes <laughs> and the cop just slams on her brakes too, and then she's like right there shooting him. Brilliant. That's my favorite She's scene. Supposed in the movie. To keep because going. in every other movie, the cop keeps going and it's like, wow, that actually worked. But in real life, there's, you know, what would happen is exactly what happened in this movie. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just think this movie has one well, of the best senses of humor ever. It's also not just that that scene, that whole scene is hilarious. It's that. It's literally coming off of where there's a cop who wants to help and is believing their story, yeah. and they he saves so him. Close, they oh. get so close to solving all their problems right that before that. She's been she's one of my favorite little cat character actors. Yeah, um, she's in the uh, one of the opening scenes of Magnolia, which is one of my favorite films of all time, and so she has always stuck out to me every time she's in something. I love her. I think she's great, and how she's gonna help them, and then uh, you know, oh, it's 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 so frustrating to watch the comedy of errors unfold. All right, Nick, anything else? Ah, uh, no, I'll keep going. Eric, uh, <clears throat> I we've touched on it. Um, I'll, I'll say this: even um, even some of the side plot stuff, I love like. All the stuff with his girlfriend and her family, uh, like when he goes to, when he shows up to dinner. I'm lukewarm on that. I'll say that. Well, I don't hate it. I, I, I love it, it. Even, but I love it partly too. Like just for how weird it gets in there. They're like just the the setups that it allows for. Like when even even just the simple stuff. Like when Craig Robinson goes in and puts his hands uh, in yeah. the. And like it's there so are weird. some little weird things in this movie that just end up working. When he so puts well. his hands in he the goes, sides and the food's still warm, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he's like goes a little well, further. Yeah, like and it's, a little creepy. it's already weird, but then he like sticks the other hand in the mashed potatoes <laughs> and is like, Ugh. "That's my good hand." Um, I'll say this: I think as far as side plots in this movie goes, those two guys, are, um, oh, yeah. Craig Robinson and the white guy, I don't know who's in all the Judd Apatow movies. Mm. Um, <laughs> Matheson, you're wearing Co- British cousin, Was it Cousin Sean from Nights The Departed? <laughs> that, they did quotes. that in a way that Dumb and Dumber didn't. Um, the The plot between the two, those two characters in Dumb and Dumber was never good. In this movie, I love watching all those scenes. And there's oh, even yeah. like a little through plot of yeah. like the one guy thinking getting the other guy's getting yeah. soft. And... Mm. and it's all very And they funny. pay that off, too. Very that doesn't funny. isn't just there to be yeah. funny. That has a payoff oh, yeah. in the film. Uh, and all the way up until their deaths is their deaths are hilarious. Yeah. Uh is so like anything with that with the, some of the science stuff, like I said, it's not every moment of it, but I love some of the stuff that it allows for. Like when he when he calls and, and, and is crying back to which by the way, you want to talk about a negative. I don't believe that he'd be dating Amber Heard, but whatever. Uh, oh, is that who that is? Yeah, whenever <laughs> whenever he uh, uh, makes that call though, and he's crying and, and calling back, <laughs> dude. Whenever she whenever she says that she wants to get married, and he goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> he's like, uh, I, uh, I, I, "I made a mistake." I made a mistake, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Like when he when he backpedals, I was like, 
I admire the tenacity. I'm not sure I can think of a better word, so we'll go with that. You probably nailed it. That that's how that plot line ends. Like I don't like that plot line, which I will talk about here in a minute. The garage lees. I do respect. Yeah, the garage lees. <laughs> I do respect that. That's how it ends. Yeah. Like that's that is pretty genius. Well, because it's plain. I mean, I mean, not that every movie has them, you know, dating a, a high schooler in their plot. But I'm just saying the fact that in a normal movie like this. That romantic side plot you're expecting to resolve and work out well by the end of the movie to not be cliche. The fact that they take it that other way. And he's like... Well, they take it right up to the line of that, too. Yeah. Right before he goes, you know what? (laughs) I made a mistake. I made a mistake. And also, he's like, I've realized now that that you're... uh, like I forget how you phrase it, but it's like basically saying that her like judgment is not good if she would take him back at this point. Oh, he's such a jerk. (laughs) But he's right. He's right. He's so right. And I think it's... So, I'm not a fan of this genre, generally, of the marijuana movies. Oh, really? Never been a Cheech and Chong person. Oh, I love it. I've never been even like a really a Harold and Kumar, although the first one was great. Um, Fan. Two's even better. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, we're not (laughs) talking about those movies, but... Tell me you at least like um, Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. Dude, Where's My Car, I think, is I mean, one of the most unsung idiotic, masterpieces out there. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. Um, this is a, one of the only ones that I know of where one of the characters has a moment of clarity about it where he's like, just maybe we aren't at our best when we're smoking marijuana. Maybe we should think about that. And that's really in the midst of all of that scene happening. I mean, it's the act two uh, downturn point there is when that's kind of going on. Yeah. It's uh, like Nick, when, when everything's going sour for their relationship, you know. So I, I think it's pretty obvious if you listen to this podcast enough that I, I'm I'm a pretty – I'm a square. I'm okay yeah. with it. I've, yeah. I've come to terms with my being squareness. I do like stoner movies for some reason, yeah. yet I found it so refreshing that – Something that really would work against this movie is said. Like, I like that a lot. Uh-huh. It's one of the reasons I am actually as high on the movie um, as I am. I, I thought that part was so refreshing that mm-hmm. they observed what no stoner movie is ever willing to to observe. Right. I So I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right. Um, anything else that you wanted to highlight, Eric? No, I, any, at any point... In this movie, even just the, the, the really slow stuff, there is, even when I'm not laughing out loud, which mm-hmm. this movie, not every movie can do, this movie does literally make me laugh out loud, is is I, I get a, this movie makes me smile a lot. There are just one little, like even the, when we played the trailer there, <clears throat> when he's talking and, and, and uh, Seth Rogen is talking and then uh, James Franco is just doing those real quick one-liners back to him where he's confused. Um like just stuff like that, where it's like it's so simple. It it's just like everything about this movie is just fun for me to watch. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I I really don't think there's any down like any slow part of this movie. Now I will say I I do agree with what we're gonna say with some of the stuff with the relationship stuff, but even then, there's just too many good points along those storylines that make me laugh, or I'm <coughs> glad that they're there. That it's not a subplot I wish was gone. It's a consistently funny movie. <clears throat> yeah. I will agree with that. All right, guys. Let's get into some things that we don't like about the movie. 
<coughs> I'm the lowest on this movie. I think by a good margin, actually. Because you're wrong. What was your score? I'm at four. Four. <laughs> well, by one. There's Loser. a there's a world of difference between a five star and a four star. Yeah, yeah but eighty percent. Like I said, 100%. I don't really think this movie's a five star movie. I just enjoy it like yeah. a five star movie. All right, so let me let right, me do some talking here, um, and then if there's anything else I don't hit on, you guys can uh, pick it up. If there's something else that you want to add, my biggest complaint that I have about this movie is you can tell that it was not. Uh, studio interfered. Every character sounds like every other character, even the characters that shouldn't. Um, I'll specifically highlight the uh, the scene when the dad uses a foul mouth um, retort back at him. And I'm like, that's just something Seth Rogen would have said in this movie. Every character, though, has that same problem. Uh. They all, everybody, even the characters that shouldn't, Sound like the dialogue is written. No, I don't think that guy normally says that. Like I, what what I'm saying is I don't get the sense of that guy saying that kind of stuff all the time. That guy, when he's to a point where he's grabbing a gun and he's going to be shooting like it through the cabinets, Mm -hmm. is going to say that. That, Like that would be. He's been holding it back. He's been he's been pinning it up for too long, and he's yeah. But he doesn't cuss in the way that that character would. He cusses in the exact same way that every would. other character in this movie does. I don't know. I He's disagree. Reaching. So you're saying no matter who's talking, you hear Seth Rogen's voice. Essentially, yes. Coming through the writing. Yes. Oh, but. Maybe. Maybe. But, I mean. To me, it, it, the, it, it's a it, problem it, for the side characters. It, it's a benefit to the main characters. <laughs> and let's be honest, that's the most important thing. Yet a lot of the side characters suffer because of a lack of diversity in Dude, dialogue. On. You don't think that the grand, that you. the booby, the the grandma or whatever, uh, like she doesn't she doesn't say anything or feel like anything. She feels like her. She even leans over at one point and starts rubbing the cop's mole and says, "You got a little something right here." He's like, oh, "That's that, that, that's that a old mole. lady was great." Like like that. I'm just saying. Like I, I feel like it depends. I think you're nitpicking. If you can, maybe you have other examples, and I don't know. He but doesn't. that one character there, I think it makes sense why that character would. It dawned on me multiple times character. when I was watching the movie, mm. uh, but specifically right. so that father one, part <coughs> really stuck out at me as like right. uh, yeah. being uh, logic breaking. Um, you wouldn't uh, be spouting some harsh words trying to talk his language if uh, your daughters were being endangered by some. Uh, some idiot that's uh, all scraped up and dirty coming out of the woods and, and high? Mm, no, I would not talk like that because I am a square like that father. You wouldn't be shooting that gun into the... I might be doing that. You no, hear that, girls? So you can get, get away, away with whatever gun. you want. Well, that's because I've never had the excess cash. Oh. I love when you he sets me the one? rules, by the way, Jared. When he sets that rule it's of, like, in nuts. one minute... <laughs> He will eat this food. Like, it's not even like he's to the point to like where he's still leaving structure and still trying to be civilized even then. All right, guys. One more uh, one more thing. Uh, this, is, this is probably the one that irritated me the most when I was watching the film. Why in the world does that father not go to the police? Because the police were after them. According to the drug dealer boyfriend. Guys, you understand, you understand what I'm saying? Well, and uh, also, not drug dealer boyfriend. And also, keep in mind that they left boyfriend. because um, Craig Robinson and the other guys showed up. No, 
Yeah, they, they don't know. They that. don't actually. They don't know that. I don't know. They I, go to they the are Days Inn Motel the and register under Grodgley, just like Seth Rogen. No, I think they see. Them. I like, thought. I always thought that too. It's not in the movie I, that I saw. It's not, it's in, not the in the movie. movie. You're right about that. Yeah. But I have always, I've always assumed that that's what that was. That they knew they were coming in because originally James Franco scared them. They were all running out to go to the car, and then they throw them out, and then they go and do it. So I, I got go the sense. They, so you added were, a whole scene in this. No, movie. I got I the sense proved. that they snuck out because the thing is, is they're they in the house right. while they're in the garage. Right. But there's a there's a delay between when they get to the garage. I got the sense that they are sneaking out as okay. they are in the That's other room. not in the movie. Because it, the very, timing lines up quiet. for that, though. The timing does line up. It's not in the movie, you're right, but the timing lines up. So I, I always got the sense that they did know that there is someone in the house, and they don't necessarily believe all the details or know that the details are correct, but there are two men in the house. That's what I got the sense of, like, uh, you know. So the because father went and got his gun, gun and was and was shooting people. Craig Robinson heard the gunshot. And then they Remember leave that? and because someone's coming in their house. Just follow the logic with me. No, because somebody yeah, was on I don't way know, but we are... Because, no, that's what it was. Pineapple Express. Hold on a second. That's true. No, that's what it was. James Franco came in and told them Mikey, that Craig, you've lost. Craig Robinson Just let it go. Well, they, that they were there. I don't think it's that's that big a deal. Is house. my issue because the right? timing lines up no, for it. I don't right. need There's to no specifically see it. But isn't that why he went in there though? To tell, to yeah. warn them. But does that, he ever? All right. Eric, just move let on. Eric say his piece. What were you saying? No, I, I'm just saying I don't think it's that uh, big of a deal either way. I the also timing, agree. I don't think it's that big. The timing yeah. lines up for it. I've always, in my interpretation of that movie, is that they don't believe it. James Franco's coming in saying all that. They still don't believe it right away. They do see that there are two people in there, and they quietly exit and get in the car. But then he thinks he's going to get in the car with them, and they're like, do you really think this is like um, – Dude, that was ever a possibility. That's an option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, like I said, so that's that yeah. to me is how I. So I I always thought that yes, the, by that point the parents did believe something was going down, but also you know probably did want to go to the cops, but were you know from what here's the thing if you had that information and whatever and you it seems like some of it's legit you know so it's like would you just immediately run to the cops if you were told that the cops were involved in the murder that you're yes. being? so basically all well, that, of course all that's missing is. The father looking out the window and seeing guys with a gun coming towards his house. But that, but that's not in the movie. But it's not in the movie. No, Instead, what they do is him, they switch to the perspective of those two characters breaking into the house and nobody's there. Mm-hmm. It is jarring because yep. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I also doesn't. It doesn't but I'm okay really with it because then you get to see him stick his hands in the uh, side dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That part is funny. Yep. I agree with you there. For sure. One more core complaint. I do like Seth Rogen's character in this movie. The fact that he's dating a girl from high school is not funny. To She's me. eighteen. I don't know, guys. It's not funny. Well, to me. the thing uh, is, is do I need any more of an argument? She is constantly him? showing throughout the movie that she is more uh, um, mature than he is, and then you get that moment at the end where, like, he realizes that she's not very mature either because she's going to take him back. Yep. Um, but throughout the, it is specifically there just to highlight that even this person who's still in high school is even more of an adult than he is. So, and I think my first two I will log as true complaints about the film. This this third and last one is a personal preference because yeah, I was you're supposed to find did, it funny. Did you think it was funny before you had daughters? It's very. I mean, here's. Yeah, a, I don't know. don't know. I don't remember having a problem with it, but to my memory, I only saw this movie once, and it was in theaters. I, I 
I do. I'm with you. I I do have yeah. daughters, and I don't find it funny. That's all I can tell you. You know, like uh, I I love what a, just how how much of a loser he is in everything that he's in. But uh, when the teacher Joe Latrue, oh, <laughs> whenever he's that like, oh, dude, that guy's great. Dude, he's yes. like, oh, he's gonna take real good care of. Her. He's a great guy. That Chad or like whatever his <laughs> name is. The uh, What Hot American Summer album. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. He's one of the only things I like about that movie. Oh, idiot. get out of here. He's really great in Superbad too, which yes, I, he's great. At but he's a loser he's, in like everything. Yeah, well, he does kind of play the I, same character over yeah. and over and over again. <laughs> he, he does. He's got. He's, just he's got also a face, in the show man. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. He's one of the main characters. Also, yeah. pretty much plays that character. All right, guys, uh, that's it for me as far as things I don't like about the film. Uh, Mikey, anything that you wanted to highlight? What do you think? I'm going to guess no. Yeah. All right, not Mike. a thing. There's only one thing that I'm supposed to laugh at in this movie that I don't. Okay. I, and as far as like that girl thing, I get it, but I also don't feel like that was ever there for me to like chuckle at. It's just kind of a this is how big of a loser this guy is kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there's a scene where when they split up and they're both like crying. And Franco is sitting on a swing, crying, eating oh, a burger, eating the cheeseburger. Oh, that I don't know, man. Awesome. It just doesn't land for me. It's oh, just it does seem so like a bad. So this movie's not a spoof, even though it has elements of of um, making fun of action movies. Stuff right. Like that. that scene specifically looks to me like a scene out of a spoof, though. Well, like I like. I do like the little girl looking at him like that. What is, is like, yeah, that? Almost saves <laughs> yeah. it. Um, like because it's it's if he was just sitting there by himself doing that, I wouldn't find it funny. That like look of that little girl like <laughs> so just like what is this dude doing? <laughs> like it's just like this yeah. look of like pity from a tr- someone who's too young to even <laughs> should even understand what you know that the guy's life is awful. I don't know. Something about it doesn't work that's for about, you. That's about the only thing in this movie that I think is, like, I know it's supposed to be funny, but it just isn't to me. I don't know. Um, other than that, I see the issues you're talking about. None of it matters to me. No. Um, it's just a funny movie. Great All right. Movie. Eric. Uh, again, this is because of the nature of what we're watching, that we're watching a comedy that is supposed to be ridiculous. It's not... <laughs> We've obviously seen more ridiculous comedies than this. There is still, even in its most ridiculous moments, it's still grounded in a sense of reality. But, you know, I just have to write off stuff like some of the logic gaps where it's like, if this guy's really a drug dealer with all these people and everything like that, has this whole crew and has ex-CIA and has all this stuff... Man, they just pull a car right up to that bar. <laughs> like, like he's, they're even yelling at each other as they like drive away. Like It's stuff like that where it's like, there, there is no. They, they just decide. Hey, we're gonna drive up. Like in the story, the well, like, story they, purposes. They set up we're gonna drive up to this. Nothing really barn. needs to be believable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Really matter. Um, the only other thing I'll say too is, um, um, the the whole thing. Now I do. It does make me laugh, but I do feel like it's a weaker style of humor than what the rest of the film displays. I think it's really a little bit low hanging fruit compared to some of the other jokes. And that's in a weed movie. So that's, it should say something. Some of the jokes with the, uh, the Asian, uh, gang. Yeah. Are a little, little bit cheesy. By the way, did anybody remember Ken Jong being in this movie? <laughs> Kim, no. Ken Jong and uh, sure Bobby Lee. Was. I'm sure yeah. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are the two, two ones at the end that go. Now 
I so love how he says Bobby, they like everybody knows who that is. I, I don't know. The, who he's that is. the other other short one, the the, the one that <laughs> now grabs on his back racist. and then he shoots him in the oh, chin. Oh boy, I remember. And King, then King, what's his name? Ken like, Jong. I think it's like one of the only people that like Seth Rogen actually kills because he's on his back and then he he gets him to like pull the trigger on the gun and like it shoots him in the chin and like he he bleeds out on the ground. And he's like, no, nope. gross. I have no um, memory of what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, he's, he's the other Asian guy you may have recognized. He's from Ma- uh, Mad TV and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, he's in a lot of comedies. But um, anyway, uh, so like, while I do like yeah. a lot of stuff from that scene and and some of that fight scene in there, like, does anybody else notice too that the uh, uh, in the they 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 uh, he gives him purple nurples in the purple nurple section? Did you notice that? Oh, so like, when they're what? going through the when when uh, James Franco sees the all the the weed for the first time oh and yeah, he's okay. he's naming off all the different kinds there's one section that he names off and it's purple nurple and then later on when they're actually having a fight scene seth rogan when he's attacking uh what was that? the what the bad guy's name the gary cole um the the, the bag the the boss from office space i do like him. gary cole G- yeah. this guy yeah. uh oh my yeah. gosh uh, <laughs> You know what? I'm just gonna let it go. What's his name in this? Jazz? I don't know Ted. How you, Ted? Yeah, Ted. That was the same guy. I never even noticed yeah. that. I've oh, seen yeah. this a million times. Yeah, I never realized yeah, yeah. it. Uh, Ted was uh, whatever. But yeah, he gives Bill. him in the purple nurple section. He gives him two like purple nurples while they're fighting. Are you like, pointing that out because you think it actually makes it funnier? I, I think it's if they don't somehow. I think that that just made my list of things I don't like. Oh in this no, movie. he doesn't say anything about it. It's just in there, and you either pick it up or you don't. I think the fact that they were or yeah. you read it on the internet. Come on, I think no, no. I, I think that's fine. I didn't actually notice that till this time around. Wow. Um, but I'm just saying. So some of the, that scene, while I like a lot of all the stuff going on in that scene and the fight stuff that's going on, man, that that style of humor with the the Asian gang, yeah, doesn't seem to fit. It feels like it's from a completely different movie. Uh, it feels like it's from like I don't know, like some cheesy, not good uh, Leslie Nielsen movie or something like a, a wrongfully accused. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no spy art, no, uh, no naked. I don't believe it. there was a not good Leslie Nielsen movie, but I could uh, be wrong. Uh, I guess wrongfully accused. Uh, actually, the only one I don't like is Dracula Dead and Love. Oh, that gosh. is not a good film. Man. I don't think I actually ever that saw one it. is not good. Not I don't. I know Spy Hard. And wrongfully accused aren't good. I like them. I do too. I, I <laughs> you don't like Dragon Ball? No. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, my only point is that it just felt like it was from a different movie. It just felt a little weird. All right. I loved it. It was great. Yeah, I like it too. I don't know if I can go with love it, but I do like it a lot. All right, Mikey. Uh, let's close the book on this movie. It is your pick for next week. What is going to be our movie? Well, Jared, since you asked, I did ask. Um, that's what we do. I'm waiting to remember. <laughs> I what it was. You want some help remembering? Uh, oh, I remember now. I knew it would just take a second. Okay. We're gonna we got a classic. Oh. And when I say classic, we've got classic characters. Really classic water actors. down that maybe term. a classic car and a classic car. There the term has lost all meaning at this point. Really, we are gonna watch Gran Torino. All right, sounds good. Definitely not a classic. Oh, classic! Though. A classic Class, what? A classic. It's always a classic. It's not even really old enough to be a classic. Oh yes, yes. 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 Soon to be classic, Mike. Soon to be classic. Well, no, no. I think it's classic. It's over ten years old, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sure. see, classic came out before I was married, so I know that. Yep. All right. So, Grand Torino will be our movie next week, and until then, cue it up.